Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What is going on? Bar Down Breakdown, episode 231, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. And today we have an awesome interview with our buddy Eric from Heart Attack Man. Right before they're about to embark on, I'll say it, the tour of the year. Going out with Hot Mulligan, Ben Quad, Spanish Love Songs, and Heart Attack Man which all four of those bands absolutely ripped. So that is why I am super excited to go to that show. Got tickets already and uh, excited for you to hear our interview with Eric. But before we get to that, let me shoot it over to my homie, Justin from out of time. Justin, what's going on, dude? Um, That tour is completely sold out in Orlando for the house of blues. That is going to be, absolutely insane but um but yeah not much is uh is is going on in uh and at least the out of time camp uh just kind of planning out some routes for next year doing some uh release strategies for possible releases for new music next year and uh yeah that's pretty much about it in the out of time camp right now we're just taking it easy for the rest of the year writing recording and uh getting ready for uh for a fun 2024 amen yeah i i can't believe that like we are only weeks away from thanksgiving and then life just becomes a blur for like a month and a half like the holidays just especially with a, a toddler and families and things like yep. that like it really turns into a blur but uh speaking of thanksgiving i, I brought it to your attention that like Thanksgiving is really kind of a uh, determination of teams that make the playoffs. And it seems kind of wild to think like, wait, a date in November can already determine what teams are making the playoffs. But based on data that like goes back almost over 10 years ago, it's like 76%, right? Like 76.3% of teams that are in a playoff spot by Thanksgiving go on to make the playoffs, which is bonkers. 
it goes back further than 10 years. I think they started doing the data collection back in 2005. So like right Holy before the crap. lock, the blockout. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it's only a month and a half into the season and that's already like can determine what teams are making the playoffs and, you know, being a Islander fan right now, we're on the outside looking in. We're not even in a wild card spot at this point. And that's kind of like our trend over time. Like we, the Islanders start really solid in October and then November, the wheels start falling off the bus, man. Like they're having just collapses, mental mistakes. And we're seeing it right now in this current season, the Islanders are blowing like three goal leads in the third period and then going on to lose in overtime. And it's, kind of scary to see that yeah it's so early on in the season and we're already on the outside looking in and before the season even started i kind of felt like we were going to be in that position but based on that thanksgiving cutoff it does seem pretty probable um your your bolts are, are sitting in a wild card spot um we also have the devils the hurricanes rangers Red Wings, Panthers, and Bruins. So definitely some surprises there, right? Like the the Red Wings we, we knew were, were young and you got Stevie Y running it, but I don't think many were predicting them to, to make the playoffs already this season. But if we're going based on that Thanksgiving cutoff right now, they're they're sitting in a playoff spot. Um I think the rest of those positions that like those playoff spots kind of makes sense like that that's kind of what people were predicting mm -hmm. anything standing out to you justin with those teams well i am gonna say for people who are listening to this and they're discouraged that their ottawa senators or their columbus blue jackets aren't going to make the playoffs there's still a 23.7 percent chance you know this is so you're this, saying there's a chance there there there's Hey, 20, 20, 20 is, you know, one out of five. That's not that bad. Um, but you know, there, there could be an opportunity and you never know, like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the Panthers were sitting at the same spot that like the Sabres were sitting in and they just kind of got on a heater. Um, so they're on a three game win streak right now. Uh, Tampa just lost their most recent one, but you know, the Leafs and the Sabres are trying to climb back up too. So it's, it, well, I'm speaking specifically about the Atlantic, but um, you never know, man. Like even like for the Metropolitan, like the Penguins are on a three game heater right now too. Um, and we all thought the Flyers were in a, were sitting pretty a couple weeks ago and they just dropped down too. So it's, it's a, I love this conspiracy theory because, you know, well, it's, 70, it, it, it's based on data, Justin. It's yeah. not a conspiracy theory. But like seventy six percent is 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 an awesome number to be, especially if you're sitting pretty in playoffs. But like we've seen before too, like sometimes it just takes a nasty heater to get a team riled up into a wild card spot or into that last playoff spot. Yeah, for sure. I'm not saying like we can write teams off yet. And to oh, be yeah. honest, we still have almost two weeks to, to Thanksgiving and, and a lot can change between that's now and games. Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's a lot of games. Um, but 
there's definitely some surprises so far this season. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. anyone was predicting the Oilers to fall off the way they've fallen off. Like, they're looking bad right now. It looks like things are, are falling apart. Same with, like, Calgary. Calgary, team. like, some of their superstars are requesting trades. Like, things are, are bad for some of those West Coast teams. Um, so I, I would say that the West is a little su- more surprising than, than the way the East is looking right now. Um, yeah you know you got vancouver same thing like a lot of people were saying that you know vancouver and winnipeg were were on the decline and winnipeg's attendance has been pretty bad this year a lot of people haven't been like buying in on the team but yet winnipeg's sitting on in a playoff spot right now so yeah um, they're sitting on a on a three-game streak and vancouver's sitting on a five-game streak exactly yeah so (laughs) Those two teams are, are, are a little surprising for me right now. Um, you know, the Kings made the playoffs last year, so they're they're holding on to that last spot in the Pacific. Um, but the other teams that are, are sitting there in playoff spots, I, I think people could have predicted, like the Stars, the Avalanche, uh, the Golden Knights. So yeah. a little consistency there. But then you see, like, some of the, the younger teams, like the Ducks, in a mm-hmm. wild card right now that that could be fun if the ducks make the playoffs this year um even the battle like in the, la the, the coyotes not be too far from that that last wild card so it, it's going to be fun to see these you know how things shape out these next couple of weeks especially if we're getting to that thanksgiving cutoff so i'm sure our guest though for today is is pretty uh excited to see that his colorado avalanche are sitting in the playoff spot and that that kind of goes back to how i even figured out that that eric was a hockey fan um i don't spend too much time scrolling on twitter from from the band uh, from the bar down account and just happened to have like the algorithm work in my favor where <laughs> it showed me heart attack man's post that just literally said the Colorado avalanche. And that's all it took. I was just like, all right, there's something here. I need to figure out what this post is about. And I mentioned it in the interview with Eric. I was like, I didn't know if this was satire or if this was real, just based on like your personality on social media. And as we find out, it is legit. And he is on the avalanche bandwagon. He he's all in and, currently living in nashville which is definitely a hockey town so he's right there in it and i love to see another you know band that we both love also being hockey fans it's always a fun it's always a fun encounter when you find out that a band loves hockey especially when you love them too and especially when they know what they're talking about, I think that's like really fun too. And they're actually like, yeah, I watch the games. Like I actually keep up with everything. And you're like, all right, awesome. Like, you're not a casual hockey fan. No, no. And uh, that, that it was just kind of random because everyone that knows and is a fan of Heart Attack Man knows that they are from Cleveland, Ohio. So you would just assume that he would have been a Blue Jackets fan, right? So that I think that's kind of why I was thrown off by him just tweeting out the Colorado avalanche with no like backstory, nothing. I I didn't really get it at first, but as you'll see in the interview, it all makes sense. And uh, just, just a lot of fun. And like we mentioned, 
heart attack man is out on the tour of the year so if, if you are in one of those cities that hasn't sold out yet and there's not that many left go get your tickets now before it's too late because pretty much every date is either sold out or low ticket warning so you definitely need to act fast if you want to catch this tour but all four bands absolutely rip and i'm super excited to go it's going to be the tour of the year and also the saddest tour of the year and i'm all for it <laughs> I, I guess any tour with spanish love songs automatically <laughs> becomes the saddest tour of the year yeah like we talked to eric in the podcast next year the uk and europe's going to have the saddest tour of the year come through yep true that true that well i guess let's get to it it's a it's a definitely a fun interview especially if you know anything about heart attack man um so here's our interview with eric from heart attack man And we're back with our boy Eric from Heart Attack Man, holding it down in Cleveland, Ohio, about to embark on, I'm going to say it, the tour of the year. Eric, it here. what is going on, man? Uh, not a whole lot. Thanks for having me. Thanks for doing this because, like, legit, you're leaving any day now, right? Yeah, like, we, I'm picking up the van and trailer tomorrow, and then we leave on Wednesday. So we're nice. leaving early Wednesday, early Wednesday too, because first show is Wednesday. Fortunately, it's a uh, it's in Cincinnati, so that's only you know three and a half hours from us. Um, it's really convenient, you know, doing uh, this tour with Hot Mulligan, being from Michigan, us being from Cleveland. It's like starts in Cincinnati, ends in Detroit. It's like nice, very convenient, big old loop, and we're. Uh, very fortunate that this is going to be such an awesome tour and that it like we don't you know have to drive all the way out west to start it or you know drive like super far to start it's like it just starts and ends close to home yeah spanish love songs hates you though yeah yeah (laughs) sorry (laughs) that that's a drive for them but truly like we were talking before we started recording like i don't get to go to shows as often as i used to so it like really needs to be a full package of like bands that I legit love to like draw me out to go to shows these days. Absolutely. And th- this was the package, man. Like this was the one that I saw and I was like, yep, we got to go. And as you could see, there's a bunch of, it. yeah, there's a bunch of sold out shows already low ticket warnings and bunch of cities. Like, so the, the hype's real. Like people are definitely excited about this tour. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we're, and we're, 
extremely excited about it and we you know couldn't be more grateful um it's like we've been you know locked in for this tour for basically a year now it's like i I feel like when we first got the offer for it when talks first started kind of unfolding around it it was uh basically this time last year and you know hot mulligan was uh as as it happens with you know a lot of tours it's like they kind of try to i mean not not every time but like you know in this case, it's like they're trying to kind of starting off building building out the bill top down. So it's like they asked us first if we want to be direct support. And we're like, hell yeah. You know, it's like we were kind of we were supposed to do a tour with them where we were direct support in 2020. Then that got nuked by COVID, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and they rebuilt it. You know, w- when they rescheduled it, it's like it all of a sudden was conflicting with, you know, a tour that we had planned with Neck Deep. So we couldn't do the rescheduled tour. Uh, so they rebuilt a uh, lineup for it and went out and crushed it. it was, you know, that, that tour that they did then was a hundred percent sold out. Like, you know, it was really awesome uh, to see, but I was also like, man, like we had a lot of fun out with neck deep. And fortunately for us, we were like, okay, like either way, whatever tour we would do, it'd be, it'd be sick. But it was like we went out with Neck Deep, had a great time. But like looking at, you know, seeing that happening at the same time, I'm like, man, that looks like a lot of fun. Like I'm, I'm glad they're crushing it. Fortunately, none of us are like, uh, you know, the uh, jealous type, really. And we're like, oh, well, you know, like getting FOMO over it. But it was because we're just like, you know, we're content with our decision and whatever we're doing. We're like, that's, I, it, we just kind of are like, that's where we're supposed to be. Um, but that tour, I was like. I was happy to see that they went out and crushed it, but I was like, man, I hope we can, I hope we can run it back and actually tour with them again. So it's kind of like the, uh, this is the redemption round and we're finally making it happen again because, you know, since then it's like, we've both been so busy doing our own thing. And this was really the first kind of like first chance where they were able to, you know, they were like, okay, we're doing a big headliner, wanted to send an offer to us and, you know, gauge our interest and our availability and all that. And, Fortunately, you know, like I said, it was about this time last year that they started inquiring about it. And we're like, yeah, I mean, we're not we're not booked out that far. Like we, we can easily commit to doing that. Like that'll be a banger, banger tour. And then, you know, uh, then we got an update with with Spanish Love Songs and Ben Quad. And I was like, this is going to rip. This is going to be so sick. I'm, I'm glad we agreed to this. You know what I mean? So uh, and it was it just worked out, you know, pretty perfect timing that it's like they both them and us uh released albums this year and uh it's just a good seems like a very appropriately timed right place right time type of thing and we're we're fucking hyped it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome yeah i i couldn't agree more like all four bands absolutely rip um are there like any locals on any of these dates or it's just going to be you four guys no, it's, like it's just, four uh, just it package. Well, okay. well well i mean not like not uh local per se but like the uh one of the chicago shows has um uh who's it? it's a free throw got added i know um sick yeah so like that that was that was sick obviously like we're we're buds with them and that was a uh, we're all like I, we, to be transparent though, like we were not briefed on that, but it was a very, uh, it was a very pleasant surprise. I was like, oh, sick. All right, cool. Like it just got announced. I'm like, oh, sick. Okay. Free throws thrown down with us. Like, let's go. They'll, that'll be fun. 
Um, so, like, speaking you know, of it, free throw, that that's actually the the first tour I saw you guys on. It was you, Seaway, and free throw, and Young. Okay, Culture. that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay, that was a uh, that was the first like the tour that we were doing off like the first tour as we released our second record. Yeah, that was that was a really fun tour. Yeah, that was that was sick, and like another one of those like four band bills that like every single band i i totally loved and i was like yep that's the show that i'm gonna go to hell yeah that's what's up yeah no that that whole tour was that tour was really really fun and i feel like that's kind of because like you know touring off of our first album and everything we got out a lot and we were just like you know grinding and it's like i feel like that was kind of the tour where like things kind of started moving a bit more and it was like, Oh, okay. This, this groundwork that we kind of laid with touring off of our first album, it was kind of starting to uh, present itself to us that it was like kind of, you know, things were starting to move more. And it was Mm -hmm. like that whole year of touring for us was very exciting. It was a lot of like, you know, a lot of firsts and a lot of uh, new experiences that were, it was all kind of starting to build some momentum for us. So that was, that was a really fun one. Now, if I'm not mistaken, like on that tour, didn't you have like a hockey jersey rip at that point? I know you have one now for freaking nature, like you have a hockey jersey. Or am I confusing? Maybe Free Throw had one. Let me think. Um, yeah, what was it? Um, yeah, we did. We hadn't done. We did like we've done a handful of hockey jerseys now. Actually, we've done like. I think four different nice. ones. Yeah. It's like our fans love hockey jerseys. It's dope. And it's and like, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's awesome. Cause it's like the beauty of doing hockey jerseys is you can wear it over a hoodie and it like, mm-hmm. and it works and they just look cool. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't think that we had done Yeah, we hadn't done a, uh, hockey Jersey at that point yet. That was like just before we had done, them for the first time gotcha. um, I, I do so remember yeah, seeing they, others though so like yeah yeah i was maybe, always kind of like questioning i was like are they hockey fans like maybe they are or maybe they just yeah. think they're cool but yeah. as we could tell now you know and we'll You're get into it they are hockey fans <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah no we, we but yeah we didn't have we didn't have a jersey at that point i'm trying to i remember what we what we were like what merch we were doing around that time, but I can't like, or generally, but I, I can't, uh, I don't Pinpoint think we had done. It. Yeah. I don't think we had done jerseys yet. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, you know, you, you mentioned how, you know, you guys and hot Mulligan are fresh off of some releases. So I do want to mm-hmm. talk about freaking nature, which you guys put out yourselves, which mm-hmm. is, and, and I know you had like a distribution company, which, probably help yeah. like with the vinyl stuff and, and getting all of the like streaming platforms and all of that stuff. But Absolutely. like for the most part, it was your hands on most of the whole yeah, process. But, yeah, definitely. There's no, the, the way that I sum it up best for anyone kind of talking about that side of things. Cause it's like, yeah, we do have a distribution deal, but like in how it typically, you know, how it worked before with us, it's like, okay, we are signed with triple crown records and it's like, we still have, we you know there was no uh we just fulfilled our contract there was no like we didn't you know get dropped or there wasn't any bad blood or anything it's just like we fulfilled our contract we're still 
cool. And it's like actually uh, Fred, who owned Triple Crown, he is actually, you know, has been involved, has had his hand in the uh, distribution side of things for us. But nice. the way that we kind of summed it up best for people now just kind of talking about it is that there's no third party record label anymore. You know, it's all us and like our management has has been helping a lot with just like kind of like bringing everything to life and and helping facilitate what we want to do. And yeah, there, it's a distribution deal, but it's like uh, before it would be like, you know, you'd be signed to like a third party record uh, with a record company and have a distribution deal or if the label did distribution you know it's like it would it there's no like one size fits all way but like now it's like the way i can best sum it up is there's no third party record label side of things so um it's been it's been awesome you know it's like we definitely um going into it it's like it's kind of like all hands on deck. We got to be like real, not, you know, not that we like weren't on our shit before and we weren't like uh, trying, but it's like when you have, when it's all on you, it's kind of like, you know, when you have more people working on a project, it's like, okay, this certain component of the release, this aspect is being handed off to a record label. So it's like, that is their responsibility. They got to do that. And now it's like, okay, we're taking that all upon ourselves. So it's like, mm -hmm now you know we're a lot it's a lot more tight-knit running a tighter ship and it's like none of you know it's been all hands on deck and we're all bringing our a game because none of us want to be like none of us want to be the guy that's like oh this is the reason this got fucked up or something it's like it's like you know we we're all like quick to like uh respond with anything now and like be the communication is great and it's like just communicating properly and just executing everything it's like just bringing it all in uh in-house a lot more and it's been it's been awesome you know it feels it feels uh it feels like every step of the way for us has been really gratifying and we're like so grateful for every opportunity we've had and everyone that like rocks with us but like when it's all on us like this and there's no third party uh taking up any any of the legwork it's like even more gratifying you know what i mean because it's like all right we're like really just taking a gamble on ourselves here and like putting all of our all of our money into this and mm -hmm. and it's and it, and it for us it's no-brainer because we're like this is just what we do you know and we're like down to do that um, so it's like a really awesome and gratifying feeling to be able to confidently take a gamble on ourselves, but it doesn't feel like a gamble at all. Now, did you talk to like any other bands that kind of followed in that same path that were like on a label that then went independent and like pick their brains and, and see if it was the right choice before you did it? Or you just were like in the DIY scene and you were like, we know how to do this. We could do this. We, yeah, the, the way that we didn't really consult anyone, um, honestly, like it was kind of like, as we were, uh, you know, nearing the end of our old contract, we were kind of just like kind of gunning for that. Just like, not like, thank God we're finally out of that deal. But it was like, it was like, okay, we're excited to do, the, you know, do this more ourselves. And that was kind of the plan. We were like, We've always been open to 
the prospect of like, okay, well, you know, we're about to fulfill this contract. We would really like to try, you know, releasing the next album independently. And we're, that was the plan, but we were also open. We're like, if a label comes around that is interested and the deal is like out of this world type of thing. Yeah. Like we're not going to be stupid. We're not going to be ignorant about it. It's like, okay, well, like if, if it's, if it's a fantastic deal that would be dumb to pass up, like we're not going to be foolish about that. But, and, you know, we, and we had conversations with, you know, uh, conversations with a couple labels and, you know, it was like, if I was, I was like, I was the mentality I kind of had, I was like, if this was like our first rodeo, so to speak, and this was the, our first time signing a record deal, I would be a lot more receptive to it. But it's like, we kind of been, we went through that, uh, cycle and we went through the, these record cycles of like of uh you know f- doing this contract and fulfilling it and like we we'd been through it so we're like okay like we know now what we do and don't like uh or you know and like like i said with our with our record deal that we had before it's like we're still we're still like on good terms with everyone that has, has been involved on the record label side of things. But like, there are things about it that we're like, okay, like we could do without this and we could do that. We could, we would prefer to do this differently or we could do this. We think we could do this better or like, you know, in a way that is better for us, like whatever, you know what I mean? So it's like um, really the, the, the mindset kind of off the rip was like, okay, let's go, let's do this independently because we know that we can. And uh, and well, we know that we are like, our dynamic is intact enough and we're like, we feel good about this enough to where we know we can at least take a stab at it. I mean, for all we know that it could have just flopped and blown up in our faces and we'd, we'd be broke now. And we're like, wow, that was a horrible mistake. But like, you know, we were, we are kind of like, no, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's take a risk and, uh, have some fun with this and like, um, do this, do this ourselves. Cause you know, growing up, uh, and just like being in bands since we we're all, you know, early teenagers and stuff. And like back then it's like when you're, when you're a teenager playing in a band, it's like, you're doing it yourself pretty much all the time, whether you like it or not. Cause your band sucks. You know what I mean? Like no one wants to work with you. So <laughs> like, it, it, we're, we all were well familiar with that. We're like, no one was, uh, no one was, banging down our doors (laughs) yeah no one was coming out of the woodworks and trying to sign us when uh sign any of our bands when we were teenagers so we were like okay you know cut our teeth doing it ourselves and we're like little by little you pick up things you're like okay i i like this or like there's so many things that you kind of take on that you're like i i uh got into this because i want to play music and it's fulfilling on this otherworldly level to me um but then you there's all these things that come with it that you don't anticipate and there's things that you like that you don't like, but you know, for us, it was kind of like, Oh, okay, well we like, you know, finding these things that we've learned how to do and that we've just become resourceful people. Um, that was kind of just like, we kind of had that background and just having been, having grown up in our scene and everything and just being DIY and like being no stranger to any of that. Um, it made it a lot more comfortable and it was just kind of like, oh, okay, this is kind of, this just kind of feels like home. You know what I mean? Like we've, we've done this before. 
uh, and let's just do it again, but on a different level and let's just do it more professionally. You know what I mean? Like, let's just stay organized, really buckle down and, and like do this sustainably. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's been awesome. It's been very rewarding and very gratifying. I think that's like the best part about it too, is because you can, you could take this and you can be like, you know, this is ours. Like this is completely our work. Like we built this from the ground up, this entire record, this entire release mm-hmm. strategy, the entire tour. And I think it's like you said, it's extremely gratifying to be able to take something and be like, this is our blood, sweat and tears. Like this is what we did on our own. Like nobody else can take credit for this. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is. It's especially gratifying in that sense. Now, I'm just happy to hear that it wasn't like a horror story with Triple Crown because, as oh, I yeah. mentioned, I'm like a Long Island dude at heart, and yeah. that was like the Long Island label. Like Triple Crown oh, yeah. Records in the early two, yeah. early 2000s was like... Absolutely, deep into, deep into that scene. Deep in the Long Island scene. And right. only heard great things about them. And like yeah. every once in a while when a band sa- signs to them, I'm like, all right, sweet. Like they get it. Like... It's yeah. not like the hopeless. It's not the pure noise. Like it's not the victory. When you sign, yeah, like when you. Well, yeah. <laughs> but like when you sign the triple crowd, it means like y- you appreciate some of those bands that kind of paved the way on that label. And definitely, at one point, like no joke, almost every single uh, every single one of my favorite bands was on Triple Crown Records. Like oh, that's dope. the Receiving yeah, yeah. and the Sirens, As Tall as Lions, Lux Lux Courageous, like. All yeah. of these bands on Long Island that I truly loved were yeah. on that label almost at the same time. So like, yeah, that that's one of those like smaller independent labels that I've always loved. And well, I think what, glad I to think hear it wasn't a horror story. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. No, it was it was a great experience overall. Um, you know, and like nothing bad to say about Fred. Like Fred still comes. Like that's the thing is like Fred still comes out to our shows. You know what I mean? Like he's the man. I love I love that dude. Like he's awesome. And he's just like a true OG. You know what I mean? He just has so many cool stories and like he's just been through so much like aside from Triple Crown. I mean he's just been yeah. in the industry forever and he's just he's the man. Um and I think what really what's really like what struck me and what's cool about the label to me, at least from the way that I kind of look at it, like and just kind of what I've picked up on and all that, just based on getting to know Fred more and more, I've, I've really kind of looked at, I'm like, Oh, this is like, this is, you don't like necessarily need to be doing this. This is not like, this is not, you're not like, Oh, this is a means to an end. Like I need to sign like a ton of whack bands just to pay the bills and stuff. It's like, he has like other things going on. And it's like, this is just like, this is, he, he likes, getting behind bands and like promoting cool stuff that he believes in. And like, I mean, when, when we signed, we were like, I, I would, I would, uh, I would like, I would go out and say that, like, I would be willing to bet that when we signed to triple crown, we were probably the smallest band that had ever signed. You know what I mean? Like I just where we were at, it was like, we had like one, ep out you know i mean it was like a and we just did like some very like we were like just local then we were just doing like very small regional stuff like we had never toured you know i mean so it's like Mm -hmm. we were a baby band then and it's like it really has always just kind of come off to me like oh this this label is like in it for the right reasons and and 
signing and putting on for bands and projects that like this like that it's a, like a passion thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it 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 always came off that way and yeah there's no, no horror stories yeah is, it, it always seems like great. they they sign bands that are like ahead of the times like it really yeah. does it and i guess that makes sense like he's not doing it for the money so like he's right. not like oh i'm gonna find this next tiktok band that's like doing these trendy videos that's got a big following there i'm gonna sign them and make money yeah. off of them like which that, signed, that is you know that is the the model now it's like oh, oh just, yeah yeah <laughs> just look at tiktok see whatever you know whatever's going on there uh like whatever's popping on there it's like it's the new way it's like you just blow up on tiktok and then you sign with sign with some label and like for some for some it's working fantastically you know and i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna uh be a hater because you know it's like i don't know i i I, i've been there before with like being very online i've just have and and we've benefited greatly from tiktok i mean like we've had some uh, some moments on there we've had we've gotten some traction a lot of exposure on there so i'm not one to be like oh like man i miss i miss 2010 back before tiktok like tiktok unequivocally sucks but like you know i think there's good just like with anything there's good and there's bad um and that in and of itself like good and bad is in the eyes of the whole the beholder I, I suppose um but yeah th- that that in terms of the industry side of things it does kind of seem to be the way things have gravitated towards like oh yeah like this is popping on here let's throw money at this and like they i think what it boils down to is that it's like okay like from a business standpoint it's not a bad idea because it's like you see uh artists that are already doing all of your marketing oh yeah you know i mean it's like they they're whether they realize it or not they are they are doing they're accomplishing something that people used to get paid tens of thousands of dollars to do like campaigns for with labels and stuff and it was like there was an art to it and now it's like the 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 floodgates have opened more it's like you have like people that are just naturally popping off on there just like it accomplishing what people could only have dreamed of before uh in terms of publicity so it's like you know they're like oh this band's already doing all their own marketing let's just throw money at it and lock them into this deal and we can you know get our piece of the pie yep they don't know it seems it it seems like that's kind of the trend and yeah yeah, like like you mentioned i I don't know if it's a good trend or a bad trend and like i'm not trying to be yeah yeah not trying to like gatekeep it because yeah we we as bar down breakdown have a, a tiktok as well and at a time has one just because like they tell us we need to do it right like <laughs> it's it's the, it's the times you know evolve or die you know what i mean like i'm not i'm not against it but i'm also like that's not the end all be all for us you know what i mean yeah really for us it all kind of comes down to again circling back to what we we're talking about before going on tour and like getting in front of people it's like that's the tried and true way of of doing it you know what i mean it's like that's the best promo you can ever you can ever ask for is like if you get on like if you do your own tour and it pops off if you get on a like a baller support tour and like crush it on that it's like that's gonna like solidify your band or you as an artist so much more than like 
yeah, you can have like viral videos out the ass, but it's like, I think a lot of people, whether they realize it or not, are going to connect more with like, oh, I went to this show and was like moved by this performance in person. And it was like that, that like resonates with you more than than most videos could accomplish. You know what I mean, and there are there there are great videos out there. People doing uh, fantastic work with videos, and they're able to translate that into the TikTok arena, um, and you know, put out some uh, worthwhile and like good curated a good curated video experience with all that. But I think it's just generally more of a challenge. Yeah. You know, so it's like nothing, nothing's as, and as we, as we all learned in 2020 and, you know, most basically all of 2021, it's like nothing is going to replace live music. Mm -mm. No, you can't ever fully replace it. And I think like, what's funny is like, we, we talk about like a lot of these bands and how, how they're blowing up on social media and how this is a big trend, but it's funny, like it. I always judge a band based off of how they can tour. And yeah. if you if you can do, you know, a three-month tour and come back and not absolutely hate everybody that you're in that fucking band with, yeah. You're going to you're going to have a good time as a band and you're going to go far. And and you're going to stick together and you're in it for the long haul and you're in it for mm-hmm. the right reasons. I mean, it's like, yeah, you can if if you're able to go on tour for that long and like stay a band then like you're for real you know i mean like you're 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 cut out for this shit and it's like you're like that is the hardest part of it all really is like being able to do that and not get burnt out on it so it's like if you can handle that it's like you can can handle anything you know you can go go you can walk on down to a hospital and just start doing open heart surgery on someone i don't you know (laughs) yeah it's okay guys i just got back from a three-month tour and our band's still together i can do this yeah like but, you know, you, you heard it here from me. I think I think any touring musician should be allowed to go, just you know, uh, set up shop in a hospital and just and just do open heart surgery. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, speaking <laughs> of the long haul, like right after this U.S. tour, you're then also going out with Spanish love songs in the oh, U.K. Yeah. So like, you're spending like the rest of this year and the early parts of next year with just one other band. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that, and that's, that's the other thing is that, um, as of right now, what it's, it's November 6th. So I don't know when this is going up. Um, but as of right now on November 6th, we've never met Spanish love songs. Um, so, (laughs) so we've been saying, we're like, we hope they like (laughs) because if not, (laughs) If not, uh, things could get a little dicey and it might be a little complicated. So, you know, maybe we can we can revisit this can be a snapshot in time, Um, you know, at at the time when we didn't know Spanish love songs. And if they hate our guts, then, you know, maybe this uh, this this next stretch of these next two tours uh, might be might be a a little a little difficult and tense, but um, hopefully not. Hopefully you guys have like the same booking agent. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I I think so. Um, Do, yeah, I think so. Um, you guys are just like, giving me more information of like. So my pipe dream that I've always wanted to do is I want to do a an office like the office style mockumentary 
about a band that goes on tour that just gets signed to a record label and just goes on tour for the first time. Yeah. Oh, and it's yeah, just they, like, like, the, that been done? dude, I think it would be the funniest thing ever. Like you just take these five guys and you're like, Hey guys, you just signed to a record label. You know, here's the money. Here's the van. We're going to send you over to Europe for three weeks. And then it's just like them, like, and they go into the trailer. Like, I already fucking hate this guy. I don't want to, why am I, what am I doing? Yeah. This? And it's yeah, just like, like they go like, into the trailer and they do like their like separate professional style. Yeah. Like, yeah I so, think that yeah, was just like, can't and then they go like, guy. I could do a, a whole thing where they go on tour with a band that they've never met before. And they absolutely hate them. And then that's, yeah, that's, like, that's like, the whole man, art. Like, like like turning like, like doing a reality TV show, but just based on tour. I I think it's genius. I like I would I would watch I would watch that religiously. It'd probably get picked up by some obscure streaming service like Yahoo Streaming or something <laughs> like that. But it would be hilarious. It would it would for sure. <laughs> if only Fuse yeah, was for, still around. Yeah. For a while, for a while actually, like not uh not the exact same idea, but kind of like in a in a similar like similar vein of that idea when we were first talking about doing things independently i i had was like kicking around this idea of like oh what if we like kind of like made like a like a reality tv show skit style thing with like where we're like oh we like signed to this new label but it's our thing and then we like make all of these fucked up characters that like work for this label and it's just you know it's just like like the worst people ever working at this label and that was the kind of idea it was like I was like kicking around that idea at first, but then I was like, wait, that's like that. Like we are, are we're going to have a lot on our plate as is just actually doing the work yeah. of releasing our own shit that like, I don't, we, we won't have time to do that. Like I would no. love to, but that in and of itself is like a whole production and would require so much time and effort, work, time that we don't have an effort that we uh, should put somewhere that would, else. It would, it yeah, we could put that, we could put that somewhere else. But like, I, I was kicking around an idea. Like, I, I have uh, too many ideas for for my own good sometimes. Yeah, welcome to Justin's brain as well. Welcome to my brain. That's literally any anytime anytime we we hop in the van with the guys. It's just like that's literally what we talk about. We're just like, hey, let's just give us twenty songs where you just take out a a word and you put the word shit in the song title instead. And we'll just oh, come yeah. up with like like just stuff like that, and then we'll be like, "Dude, what if we just did like a reality show about bands who just go on tour and they absolutely fucking hate each other?" And that'd be fantastic. And, yeah, and we—that's literally our eight-hour drive—is just talking about scenarios and coming up that. with these weird skits in our heads, and it's the funniest moments. Yeah, I I've had this uh, my well, actually, this is kind of like a this has been an idea I've been building for a while, but like kind of recently revisited it. But we had like not we. I said like this was my stupid idea. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna implicate my guys like with this level of stupidity. Um, and no, this is this is me. And they fortunately, you know, they think it's funny. But like we're like okay, like let's not actually do that. But um, but like I had an idea with just like a whole like you know, there's like Metallica, the Black Album, uh, Beatles have the White Album, whatever you know, just like the blank the the weezer the blue album blue album yeah i was like what if we did the clear album and it was <laughs> you know you had no artwork because it was just clear and then no like the cd was just in a clear case and 
whatever, like had clear vinyl, all that. But then we took it a step further and we like, we had like a clear drum set and clear guitars and like, just, it was all clear. And I, like, I originally sort of thought of that like year, years ago and it was like, Oh, haha, whatever. But then Adam actually just got a clear drum set. So I was like, yo, we can revisit the clear <laughs> album. We can do the clear album guys. And so, you know, that's been like a, a running joke with us that I was like, we could do the clear album. So, Hey, I if, never if anyone can that. pull it off, it's you guys, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think back to all those years ago when you had like that orange beanie, like viral oh, yeah. post that was yeah. like, what, what, what was it going for? Like a thousand bucks. You were just like orange beanie thousand bucks. Uh, no, it was originally I, so full transparency now enough time has passed that you know i i don't think i ever really did like a a tell all about it i i think i i've definitely talked about it in like little by little and just kind of like building on the lore but like really with that you know i was just i was just i just thought about it. i was like oh this is i was just bored i was like it would be funny to put this up and i had like a couple buddies that were in on it and i was like can you guys like slowly over the course of the next couple of days, like bid back and forth with each other and get it up to like, you know, like 250 bucks or something. And like something where it's like, okay, that's absurd, but like kind of believable. And they're like, oh yeah, like that's funny. And then like, I failed to factor, I failed to consider that like our fans would jump in on it. And then, and, and like the thing with it, I think the main reason why that popped off so much and why I got so much attention is because people just like the, the everyday person, like pedestrian people that like don't really use ebay don't know how it works and it's like yeah when you bid on something it's like the idea is that like you're supposed to pay for it you know what i mean like it's yeah. like a, a, you're you're sort of like pledging an amount that you're ready to pay but like it's not like if you don't pay it ebay isn't going to come in and suck funds out of your bank you know it's like you could just like not pay yeah you might get like a, a strike against your account or something. like you might get suspended or something but like you're not going to get in any actual financial trouble per se. Um, so with that, I think there was enough people that were in on the joke that knew that nothing matters and that we're living in a simulation. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to run this up because it's funny. And it's a, like just a, an orange beanie. It's funny. Um, and it ended up, the, I, the, it was, it ended up making it up to just below a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Yeah, I had no idea I got that. But I think yeah, that like and, goes to credit like your fans get the joke. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and like <laughs> and then what you know, I mean it, it did I didn't anticipate but it did kind of get out of hand because like eBay like uh fraud department got in touch with me and they're like, "Hey, like this came up on our radar like this auction is going viral and you know we wanted to touch base with you and see what was going on and i was like yeah and i was just like i don't know like (laughs) it's like i just put my my beanie up and and it's just going crazy i don't i don't know and they're like how much were you planning on selling this for and i was like i don't know like 20 bucks and they're like yeah okay this is like definitely spiraled out of control and i was like yeah, i don't i don't understand it just like keeps going up i keeps going up for some reason i just i, I was just you know kind of playing dumb because i was also like fuck is there like some way that i'm actually gonna like get in trouble for this that i don't know about because like 
and then then it you know they're like okay yeah like we they're like yeah this is like probably all joke bids and i was like in my head i'm like yeah duh but then uh but then i was like i i I was like okay if i like took this auction down would i get slapped with any sort of like cancellation fees on you know because if you end an auction early you can get hit with fees i was like am i going to get hit with any fees if i like take this down and they're like oh i mean if you did like we would we would reroute them back into your account like right away like no you 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 wouldn't like you're good i'm like okay um they're like yeah that's that's for you like if you want to take it down like you're more than welcome to but like i don't know if you wanted to like message anyone and see if they're actually serious about their bid like i'm like i think we're good here so like i just like (laughs) took it down um and then funny enough i actually i made like a video that was kind of like hey everyone i actually had a change of heart i'm not gonna sell my beanie and then it was like a second wave of people they're like you're you're fucking stupid like what are you what are you doing like you're you know i was like you can't put a price tag on some things like just playing into it just like the going along with the joke like yeah you know what i'm i'm actually decide i've actually decided to not sell my beanie for a hundred thousand dollars like i want to keep it um and then you know that's the thing is like people both don't understand how ebay works and they couldn't decipher that i was like it was all just a fucking joke it was a big (laughs) joke and i was like so but then when it was all said and done um ebay actually contacted me and they were like hey we feel bad that like your auction got compromised i was like i don't i don't give a fuck like i was like in my head i'm like it was a joke the whole time and they they, like they uh sent me a hundred dollars oh they were like we don't want you to feel discouraged from using ebay i'm like oh okay thanks and then (laughs) and then they and then they had my account like flagged but not for bad it was like they had my account flagged so that like I, I would, you know, I sell on eBay occasionally. And like, whenever I would like sell on there, I would just like get free shipping. It was oh, like, it was, it was, it was sick. So I was like, Oh, okay. So I, I don't know if it still is like that, but like for a solid, like two years after I was like getting free shipping, I was like, this fucking rocks. So that was like the easiest, probably the, the maybe not the easiest, but it was like the funniest hundred dollars I've ever made, probably. Now, because I mean, what I, happens it, if there's like someone super pissed and that was legit ready to drop like a ton of money for this orange beanie, like some crypto kid? Well, if that was the case, crypto I would have like, hey, hey, actually, just DM me and we can sort this out, and I won't have to. We can go around this, and I don't have to pay the fees for you know the eBay fees. I'm like, if you want to just wire you know, a hundred thousand dollars to my account. Um, by all means, let's go. But, uh, unfortunately no one was, you know, no one was really gunning no for one it. was uh, really serious about it. It's a well, you see all those like crazy stories of people that like start with like attack. Right. And they're like, yes, I'm going to trade this tack for this marble. And then they're like, keep like up trading. And then like, yeah, and they're like, Oh, I got a, a house. Ferrari. Yeah. yeah, I got a house. <laughs> oh, I took over a small country. <laughs> Wild. Wild yeah. some shit that can take off. Right. But I feel like a lot of that shit's staged too, but like but yeah, like the idea of that too. Like I'm sure there are people that have actually traded up for like insane shit. You know. I'm sure. But yeah. But yeah. The number two that, pencil that, and now I'm the leader of Laos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> 
but yeah, the the whole orange beanie, the beanie gate, as it's uh, beanie gate, become, it's become referred to as in in the Heart Attack Man canon. Um, it that was a that was quite a time. Yeah, that was a, and that was that. I feel like for a lot of people, that was like their first exposure to us as like this you know weird sort of like goblin on the internet it's like oh what the hell is that oh that's heart attack man okay and then it's like um you know there were there were a lot of people that that was how they discovered our band that was their entry point and i would like meet people at shows they're like i found out about you guys because of the orange beanie i was like what what the hell like that's the weirdest (laughs) the weirdest introduction and it's the weirdest introduction to like i i saw this meme on the internet basically and now i'm at this show i'm like all right cool like let's go yep age of the internet see that someone just needs to put that on your guys's wikipedia page oh yeah oh well our wikipedia page is like a i mean i don't know about currently i I haven't checked it but like in a while but like there was a time where like our wikipedia page was like a fucking war zone you know i mean like (laughs) our fans were just like at putting in the dumbest shit i just making up the funniest things and it was just like it was basically just like it was it was you know just like a toilet stall wall basically of just like <laughs> nonsense you know what i mean they're just like editing and they're like oh yeah eric like did this and did that and oh yeah he also like plays banjo in the band i don't know it's like it was just none of it was real it was just like all <laughs> shit posting basically and they're like oh yeah and then they toured with knuckle puck i'm like okay that's real that's hot that happened <laughs> yeah like we- that's factual Trying to make you like right. the ace enders of Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um I, I guess just like speaking of just the force that Heart Attack Man is on the internet, like one of my favorite follows on on Twitter, one hundred percent. Like so, some of that. the stuff that you also, guys post I'm, on there is just absolutely hysterical. Well, I, I've, you know, when people have said like to me in in person for, you know, my kind of like knee jerk response when people are like, oh, like I, I follow you on Twitter. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> sorry that we, uh, we found ourselves in this place. Um, no, but I do appreciate that. Like, uh, I feel like more and more lately I've, I've been like, obviously I'm like still online. I've, I feel like I've, uh. I've been selectively unhinged. Like, I feel like, you know, maybe like four years ago, it was just like nonstop, just manic episode um, at all times where I'm just like constant shit posting. I feel like I've reeled in a bit to where I'm like a little bit more like it's a little bit intermittent. Um, But maybe, you know, I think I've kind of thought about as well where I'm like, you know, maybe four years ago, I I thought it was a lot more constant that I was like, being a menace um because i was also like working full-time so i was kind of like oh all of my free time is dedicated to just like being unhinged on the internet and now it's like okay i have more free time um generally because like this is our job now i guess um so i'm not like th- but yeah i mean i i think i would say the vibe is still intact that the, the vibe is you know cursed and chaotic and crazy well I'm not going to lie. Like when you started posting just like a couple of weeks ago, the Colorado avalanche, like I oh, did yeah. question it. I was like, is this satire? Like what, what is like, I was I, trying I, to I, really figure this out. I am like kind of like the most unreliable narrator in the scene. I feel, you know, I'm like, 
like th- there's like an element of like whenever anything like certain things people can just kind of see and they're like oh okay that's legit but like there have been plenty of times where like we'll announce something or like something happens and people are like is this is this real like i'm not you know i'm like because you know i've just I've been such a practical jokester all of these years that it's like people are just beginning to question their own sanity. Yeah. Like, is, I, this, I, is this I, actually happening or like what the fuck is going on? I truly experienced that. Like yeah. the first time I, I saw that post, I was just like, I, I don't know if this yeah, has like, any what, meaning what to it at all. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I guess let, let's dive into that. But before we do that, I do want to let everyone know about our sponsor DraftKings. Yes. Let's do it. The Kings. So the NFL, the NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week and score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. So once again, I'll say it again, throw down some money on those Carolina Panthers. They're due for a win. So get in on the game day greatness, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensed partner at Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 and older, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 160 hours after assurance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, everybody. When you turn on your radios, all you hear is Mariah Carey. And when you go to Starbucks, your pumpkin spice has been replaced by pecan praline or whatever the new drink is. And while it may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. And why not take care of it now before the crowds and the packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because of their early Black Friday sale that's going on right now. You've heard me talk about it before. You heard me talk about Raycon's products. You heard me talk about their awesome integration, their 32-hour battery life. But Raycon first made their name for themselves in audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features for all day wear, lasting comfort, and the perfect audio sound. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with their 100 watt power delivery and their faucet filter ultra filters your water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals it's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is actually clean raycon is known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands 
It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. So hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Boom. I'm not going to lie. At one point, like I was daydreaming and I was like, why is he talking about freaking water? What the hell is, <laughs> is going the, on? Is here? the Brita ad? Raycon's osmosis induced cloud technology gives you the freshest water. Amen. But either way, like, like I was mentioning, um, you know, we did find out that Eric, you are in fact a hockey fan. Do root for the Colorado avalanche. Um, I know we talked about it before we started recording, but for our listeners, um, you know, Cleveland, Ohio is pretty far from Denver, Colorado. So kind of fill us in on why the Avs. So, yes, I'm a Colorado Avalanche fan. Um, and, in our, and as we talked about before, um, I grew up playing hockey as a young kid and um I've had people ask like, okay, you're, you know, you're from Cleveland, like surely you must be a uh, Columbus Blue Jackets fan. And when I was a kid, Blue Jackets weren't a team yet. Um, like they started then, but it was like before they, before them, I felt uh, I was a Red Wings fan as a kid. And like in the late nineties, early two thousands, um, I had mentioned it didn't, quite make sense but like back then the abs were on fire um i didn't even really comprehend that the abs and the red wings were like had a rivalry going on that was like you know pretty intense um but i was partial to both those teams back then and uh like you know no uh no shade to any of my columbus friends but i've never like felt an allegiance to columbus as a city um i just think it's really boring um I've been going there for like most of my life and I feel like just now, like the past couple times that I've been there, um, have, have, have been like, I, I feel like I've finally kind of just started getting an idea of like, Oh, like things to do in Columbus, I guess. Like I'm kind of just getting, I don't know. It, for me, it's like, I've never known like what to do in Columbus. I'm just like, all right, I'm here, I guess. Um, go to Donato's so, and play a show and eat yeah, pizza. To, in the basement. You could go to Donato's, yeah. That, that's for that's for damn sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just uh, – when it comes to the three C – the three C towns in Ohio, I think, uh, Cleveland reigns supreme in my opinion. And then I would say Cincinnati, then Columbus. Um, but – yeah, I don't know. I've just never felt any allegiance to the to the Columbus Blue Jackets, personally. Um, but yeah, kind of getting back, like I like I'd mentioned when we were talking before, I played hockey growing up uh, from you know 
when I was like, like four years old till I was 15. Um, and it was a huge part of my life growing up. Like it was so fun. Some of my core childhood memories revolve around playing youth hockey and it was so fun. It was such a pure time. And I think it was, it was a really positive and good thing for me growing up. Um, and as I got older, um, you know, when I got to high school, obviously it's like a whole different level. Um, but when I was 15, you know, I had, I'd suffered head, head injuries over the years and stuff. And then 15, I got like, a I got laid out at a game. Like it was a clean hit, but it was like kind of blindsided. It was in my blind spot. So I just got like laid the fuck out and it was bad. And I got a bad concussion from it. And from then it was like, kind of, you know, I had to have the conversation of just ceasing all contact sports and all that. And, you know, kind of made, by that point I had already been starting with playing music and everything. Um, but that was like the hard pivot to where I was like, all right, time to just like focus on music now, like full force. Just that's my thing. That is like the main thing that I'm focusing on. Um, so playing hockey growing up, it was like such a massive part of my life. And then to all of a sudden go from that being a big part of my life to like not really being in my life at all. Like I couldn't play anymore. So like when I couldn't play anymore, I wasn't following and I wasn't like keeping tabs on what was going on really. So it's like, I really fell off for a while and more recently getting back in touch with that and, you know, just really experiencing how much I enjoy watching hockey overall and like beginning to follow it again. It's been a really awesome experience. It's been really just like it, it uh, just getting back in touch with that has been like, I've been feeling a joy that was absent from my life for basically, for basically half my life. Cause I stopped playing when I was 15 and I'm 30 now. So it's like getting back in touch with that more and more, um, really, really just like getting, you know, I've, I've like always enjoyed watching, uh, highlights and stuff. And like, I, I enjoy, I've enjoyed watching casually over the years, just like not really watching closely, but kind of watching every now and then, like I would watch compilation videos on YouTube and stuff, but like really kind of just getting back into actually following again, uh, was just like really, the, you know, uh, latter half of like last season and, the, and then this season and everything. So it's like newly born again. I'm a born again hockey fan, you know? So it's like, uh, getting really back into it has been awesome. And it's really just like kind of, uh, there was like, in a sense, like a little, a little bit of a hole in my life and, uh, you know, a hockey sized hole in my life that I filled back in with hockey and uh, it felt great. So it's been really, really awesome watching and following more. And I'm, I'm glad to be back. I don't know if baptized by Batman is the right terminology for that, but we're going to run with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, coming back into it, it's like uh, my friend Jesse, who I also live with in Nashville now. Like I'm from Cleveland, but live in Nashville now. Um my my friend Jesse, who I also live with, he's a huge Avs fan because he's he was uh, originally from Colorado, and uh, 
so it's 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 also kind of like a friendship loyalty thing that I was like, okay, cool. I, I like the Avs back, you know, back in the late nineties, early two thousands, all that. Um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't like in ninety six. That was like I feel like a a big year for them with winning the cup and all that. Like I wasn't, uh, I was three, so I yeah. like could not comprehend that. I wasn't you know on that level yet, but like. You know, late '90s, early 2000s was a fun time for the Avs. I feel, and uh, and so coming back into it, it's like okay, you know, my friend Jesse is super into the Avs. Easy for me, kind of easy segue back into where I'm like, yeah, no, I was I was partial to them as a kid. Like I'm 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 on board, and it's been really fun. And to be honest, like you're kind of in a hockey town now, like. Yeah, it's it's hard. Very it's true. like hard for someone that doesn't follow hockey to realize like, wait, you're talking Nashville, Tennessee is a hockey town. But like, yeah, I've gone to a Islanders Preds game and like the people of, of Nashville, like really fuck with the Preds. Like that's Absolutely. their team. I mean, we, and, you know, we were talking about free throw earlier. It's like free throw fucking loves the Preds. And it's like the first time that we ever toured with free throw uh, back in. 2017 they it was like the the i think it was 20, yeah 2017 um that was like the first full u.s tour that we did and it was their their headlining tour for their second record and very early on on that tour was like stanley cup all, like them uh preds versus the penguins and it was we were like the second Second or third day into that tour, it was free throw, home safe, and then us opening. And we all got an Airbnb just to start out the tour because we're like, we didn't know each other before. We wanted to spend some quality time together and get to know each other and, and party and all that. Um, grill out, have a good time, um, and, you know, watch watch the games. And so it was and like everyone in free throw had – Preds, Preds jerseys or shirts on, and it was like it was a, a really fun, positive uh, memory of like, you know, it's like the intertwinement of our early days of touring, first full U.S. tour, but then also like, you know, uh, early friendships that we, uh, like early friendships and then hockey all in one, where it's like those those guys love the Preds, so it is it is cool being like Cleveland doesn't have an NHL team um growing up you know there was the Cleveland Lumberjacks that was IHL um and I like them but like they're you know defunct now it's like we have the uh we have well it was the Lake Lake, Erie Monsters yeah but now I think I think it's just the Cleveland Monsters now which I'm like that's not as cool because it, it was cool there was like Lake Erie Monsters because it's like like a like a lake monster there's like the whole out out west a little bit. There's like lore of like this, like folklore of this uh, alleged lake monster type of thing. Um, so it kind of tied in enough to where it's like, okay, yeah, Lake Erie monster. There's like you know cryptid lore and all that. It's like kind of worked in to where I was like, oh, cool, Lake Erie monsters. That makes sense. But then it was like Cleveland monsters. I'm like, it's not not nearly as cool. Yeah. <laughs> But, I agree, but we got we we do have the Cleveland Monsters. Um, but I you know I haven't I haven't uh, I haven't been to 
any any monsters games unfortunately i i really should because i mean i'm in cleveland now because you know we're starting this tour um but it would be cool you know and some of the downtime we have between with the holidays or whatever between this tour and the the uh uk and europe tour with spanish love songs maybe it'd be cool to go catch a monsters game or something yeah you'll be in you'll be in town when the avalanche play the uh predators in march too probably i think it's like right in early march oh hell yeah i gotta go and they're playing in nashville okay awesome yeah i haven't really looked ahead to like uh my buddy tyler uh from save face we were talking yet uh two days ago i think but or maybe no that i think that was last night actually was uh were the devils on last night i think i think so Uh, either last last night or two nights ago but Probably I was talking to, yeah, I was ta- I was talking to uh, Tyler because Tyler's a huge Devils fan, and um, he had asked if I was gonna catch any Avs games if they were gonna be in Nashville or if if for some reason if we were like in on tour and we're able to catch them in Colorado or something or wherever. Really, I was like, I don't know. I haven't I haven't actually really looked into that. But that's that's awesome that they'll be in Nashville in March because. Mm-hmm. That's perfect because I will be back. I will be back in, or yeah, I'll be back in Nashville in March. Yeah, and uh, you know uh, I'm sure you've been like around the city and whatnot on game days, but like the whole experience, man, is is a ton of fun. Like even I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Even if you're rooting for the like the visiting team, like a lot of you'll you'll see a shit ton of Avalanche fans there. Just because, oh, cool. like, it's such a tourist destination, so people yeah. make it like their vacation. Well, not only that, but also like Nashville is a ton of transplants. You know, what I mean, like, yeah. there's so many people mm-hmm. from all over that it's like it wouldn't surprise me. It's like you get, you know, Avs fans that are from there, or like people that you know lived in Denver at some point and they're a fan by by that way or so. You know, whatever it may be. Um, so that wouldn't surprise me either. It's like there are a lot of. Uh, a lot of transplants like myself in Nashville these days, for sure. So I, I'm just like curious because, you know, you're, you're similar in age and like, obviously the nineties, like mid nineties was probably the, the peak of like hockey culture, in my opinion, like yeah. and it with the mighty ducks movies and just like pop culture oh, in general, like sure. every TV show you watched, the main character was wearing something hockey related. Like, and I feel like also just, just in, I mean, in even in music too, I feel like back then it's like, you would see like, like obviously, you know, like Pearl Jam was a huge band. I feel like Eddie Vedder would always wear hockey jerseys. Like Snoop Dogg was always wearing hockey jerseys, like hockey jerseys as a whole, I feel like was more of a, like a fashionable thing. Like people were wearing hockey jerseys more often. Um, so yeah, I would I would agree with you on that. With yeah, it so being like a lot a lot more sort of at the forefront of like the sort of cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, and and like as you were still like in that hockey lo- loving phase, right around that time is when like the EA Sports video games started like including just like music from the alternative world on Absolutely. their soundtracks, like it's the like early two thousand. Yeah. yeah, like the stuff that was on some of those NHL soundtracks was just like 
that's that's like formative you know that's like people's entire childhood where it's like you get that you also get obviously people that like are you know huge tony hawk pro skater fans that like those soundtracks become the soundtrack to your life because you're just logging in all these hours playing these video games and stuff you're like i know this song because of this soundtrack Mm -hmm. it's like that that in and of itself is such a cool and amazing thing like that cool intersection you know of like video game soundtracks and alternative music yeah and truthfully i feel like it's it's really hard to talk about this like crazy crossover between like alternative music and hockey without talking about that but you know definitely the when i started doing this show you know almost five years ago i had no idea like how deep this crossover really was it was kind of just like you know i know a few friends that are in bands that like hockey like i'll interview them to start and like it's turned into something crazy where i'm like well there's like really like deep layers as to why this crossover many layers really yeah many many layers of why this makes sense and like i'm not sure if you saw this and sorry to our listeners who are like why is he talking about this again but like (laughs) no joke the New Jersey Devils have been like having local hardcore bands play their intermissions. Yeah, Ty- Tyler told me about this. Yeah. Well, the banner's playing next, and the banner retweeted really? our tweet. <laughs> no way, dude! It's like bonkers. I can't the get banner, over the that's fact. Fucking sick. Ban- I can't get over rock. the fact that an NHL or let alone a professional sports team is like yeah, is having it, is it shows. Yeah, like green lighting that. Like that's fucking cool. Yeah, like, and they're Tyler, having like full on pits too. That's awesome. Yeah, Tyler told me it was kind of out in like the concourses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. Like, where else are you gonna see that? You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm happy that's happening. But then, like, for your own team, you got the Avs fans like singing Blink One Eighty Two during like stoppage, yeah. and like, it, it's just so cool to see that like this subculture is like getting some attention because. Mm-hmm especially here in the United States, like alternative music is like the counterculture. And so is hockey. Like people that are hockey fans. I think fans, the world of sports. Yeah. It's like, there's definitely like this sort of, uh, like, I think there's a, an underside to it that kind of resonates in a similar way where it's like when you're kind of first getting into hockey, there's like so much like cool sort of like nitty gritty lore i guess to all like in so much history with hockey that it's like it, it like get you know getting into that like for for me where it's like okay like growing up with that and growing up with hockey and having it kind of uh being being so like intrigued by it all growing up when i first just started uh getting into punk rock as a teenager and like more particularly getting into like 80s hardcore punk um like that first wave of hardcore that to me was like like firing on all cylinders the same way it was just like this super exciting like cutting edge like threatening dangerous thing you know because hockey is a dangerous ass sport it's like it's it's like and and you know it's like not only dangerous but it's like People get, I mean, it's like dangerous and people get like, it's violent. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like threatening. There's like that, that dangerous element to it that I think you're going to find a lot of crossover with something like that and, and more intense 
in your face uh subcultures of music you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's like and for me it was just like a you know sort of like a no-brainer segue to like oh okay i and when i grew up playing hockey and youth hockey and everything i was a bruiser you know what i mean like i would like i started like <coughs> before you could even legally start body checking and everything like i was doing it you know what i mean I, I like led my team in penalties because you weren't allowed to check but i got really good at it and then when everyone started learning how to do it i was already like a master and so <laughs> i was just like wrecking wrecking house and just like just like dominating as a kid and then then when i got to high school it was like oh shit everyone's bigger than me now and i just like all the karma caught up to me and i just got <laughs> like laid the fuck out but yeah i mean for me it was like a no-brainer going from that to oh cool now i'm like getting into this like, fast aggressive music and you know finding that cd sort of like nitty gritty underbelly that was like that existed like finding the ways in which that existed in my own backyard and like really just kind of taking the plunge so it was okay. exciting yeah and you've kind of become a meme because like the hard times exactly put up this like pretty like epic meme like late 20s hardcore dude discovers his love for hockey exactly yeah no, it's it's really come full circle i'm it's like the self-fulfilling prophecy i'm like yeah you know what i've just gone i'm just full stereotype like you know i was ta like talking about before with just like with uh feel like for the long with for the longest time feeling like it was such a stereotype of like people in their early to mid 20s in cleveland in like 2011 to move to portland that was like the move and like i feel like now you know it's like i at that time i was like yeah i could i i really i like portland a lot as a city and i was like i at that time in my life i was like man i could totally live in portland but that would be like be a walking stereotype of being a clevelander like a clevelander transplant to portland it's just like that and that but now i'm like yeah with like moving to nashville i feel like is it's kind of becoming that for me where i'm like yeah i'm i'm like that guy that's like oh i live in nashville now and i'm also hockey guy again so i'm like I'm just like, just stacking up the walking stereotypes of, you know, just the cliche is like, hello, hello, fellow hockey guys that are that recently moved to Nashville. Like, what's up? That also play in bands because there's like yeah. no joke, like 20 of you that we've had on the show. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel, yeah. I feel, but that's the thing. I feel like me, this, this character arc for me is very important because I feel like most bands have like a hockey guy and heart attack man has not really had a hockey guy. You know, we've all been basketball guys. So like we haven't had a hockey guy in the band. Um, so I think, you know, it's important to uh, maintaining the stereotypical band guy dynamic that it's like, you know, we got to have, we got to have the hockey guy of the band um so yeah so you know adam adam and ty are definitely uh much more into basketball and i love basketball too but like they they that basketball is their sport um and you know hockey is my sport now i'm the hockey you guys, guy you guys are all Cavs fans i'm guessing oh yeah yeah how was it feeling how was it watching lebron leave twice i mean so <laughs> like the first time you know, it definitely stung. Definitely was not 
it wasn't fun, but like I would yeah. the thing is there were people that like wanted LeBron to die at that point. And I was like, I don't like he's a hometown hero. You know what I mean? He's yeah. he's like as as a Clevelander, like that is like as that's like as deep as it goes. He is like LeBron is basically, you know, the the Jesus of of Cleveland, whether you like it or not. And uh and it's like it's obvious that obviously sucked, but you know, the way I look I was never like, oh, I I I've never felt so betrayed by someone in my life. I hate LeBron James. Like, dude, you he'll, he'll never know I exist, whatever. But like uh but when he came back and you know, we won the championship, like 2016 was a cool fucking year. Like seeing that all happen, it's like, all right, yeah, this, this this rocks. You know, what I mean, that was that was a really fun time. And you know, when he left again, I'm like, whatever, you know, I'm yeah. like we got he, our championship. He, yeah, he can do whatever whatever the hell he wants. And, you know, I'm a, similarly, I think that LeBron James should be allowed to go to any hospital and uh, perform open-heart <laughs> surgery. Open heart surgery. <laughs> I think that LeBron has also – I think touring musicians and LeBron James um, should just, you know, we, we like, I think should qualify um, as medical professionals and, you know, should be allowed to do that. I'm pretty sure LeBron James can just pour a bottle of Sprite into somebody's open chest cavity and they'll be healed. Yeah, I I would I would I would agree with you on that. I feel like LeBron has probably has like a he probably has, you know, different like the Sprite that they're giving LeBron is probably different. He probably has kegs of this just like McDonald's Sprite. Sprite. Like, it's like yeah, it's the McDonald's Sprite, but it's like diff it's like the special reserve of McDonald's Sprite that's like infused with holy water or some shit and it's like you know it's it has like superpowers i'm sure i'm sure of it he's 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 probably got that and he could i can only hope to someday uh you know be baptized in the in the mcdonald's sprite of lebron james's special reserve (laughs) amen 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 before we let you go eric um you know now that you rediscovered your love for hockey have you considered like potentially ever getting out there and playing like you know obviously less contact hockey yeah so um actually like let me think uh this this most recent summer um was actually it was so me and uh me and my girlfriend we went ice skating together and it was like my first time back on the ice in 15 years, you know, half my life. It's like, it was, I I got like, it was super emotional for me. You know, I was like, this is, this is crazy. Like it felt, it was like the best, the best date ever. And it was just like, it was so fun and so pure. And I was just like, man, this is like, and I still got it. You know what I mean? I could still skate. I still was like, I hadn't like it, it felt, it felt right. You know, I mean, I was like, oh, this is this still feels natural and like good. And uh, it was a surreal experience. And like, I just feel so grateful to have been able to uh, experience that again and get back on the ice. And obviously, like, appreciate her and everything. Um, So like to be able to share that experience was really wonderful. Um, But yeah, like in that, I'm like, man, got me kind of thinking, I'm like, would be really cool to kind of get back into it and play again, you know, less contact because I cannot afford any more head head injuries. Um, fortunately, you know, I've, I've gotten CAT scans since and didn't suffer any permanent brain damage, but I don't, I don't fully know how all that shit works. And I feel like yeah. it's, 
I feel like later in life, you know, the CTE will set in and, and who knows? I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm like, maybe that's, maybe that's coming for me, but don't really know for sure. But yeah, I can't, I can't afford any more, uh, any more concussions. So if I do get back into, I, I would like to, but I kind of am also like, you know, that, that's sort of like the next phase, I guess, of like, okay, I'm like, I'm hockey guy again. Do I get back into playing it? And where do I, where do I start? Where do I go? It's like, it would be really fun. I think that like, that would be really fun to be able to just play again. So You'd like, be surprised how many bands have beer leagues. Yeah. There's like probably, a lot, yeah, like I, I will, a lot of them that we've talked to that they all pick up and play together and it's the funniest thing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, I like would, the biggest be, thing to, to be like worried about if you do decide to go back is like, they're all like non-contact. However, yeah. like some of these dudes that play in these men's league, like they actually suck and like, they don't know how to skate. Oh, so like, there's always true. the risk that you're like, not like gonna get checked but like a dude legit might just like flail and like fall on the ice accidentally accidentally like hit you in the head so like there is always that risk and that that's why like i didn't understand my friends when i played that would like wear like just visors and i'm like yeah like like, you're really good at hockey but like that dude right there like you think that guy over there who's like yeah. 45 with a huge beer guts really good at hockey and like is, yeah you're placing like, a lot of trust you're, you're, <laughs> like the, i admire your trust in humanity but like maybe maybe put on the full mask yeah like you that know, that, that was one thing i was cage. just like nope i'm gonna wear a full cage mentally yeah. hockey i'm sorry like i'm not gonna yeah. no, I would, I would contract that. I would or anything <laughs> i would do that too for sure you know i would i mean and also too it's like on on a on the uh, on a similar note, just of like, with, you know, you never know what could happen, especially with people that if they're not good, it's like with neck guards. You know, what I mean, like I would I would wear yeah. a neck guard too. I mean that that, t- I don't want to take it. And plus, I mean, plus also like, above all else, it's like I don't have, I don't have health insurance, so it's like uh, mm-hmm. gotta got you know if I'm gonna be doing something like that, I gotta be gotta be playing it safe. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I was the same in the same boat when I was playing men's league hockey. I was just like, I don't have health insurance at this point. Like, You're like fuck it, we I'm, ball. <laughs> I'm putting all the equipment on. Give me an I feel all. Like that's like the, I feel like that's the, uh, the, uh, you know, it's, I feel like that's kind of the underlying unspoken motto of of anyone without health insurance. You know, it's just kind of fuck it, we ball. Yeah. <laughs> not and maybe maybe not. Uh, you know, this whole system is so jacked up and everything's fucked. Um, but, you know, fuck it. We ball. We're going with it, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going on my credit report. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, Eric, this was truly a lot of fun. Lot, lots oh, yeah. of uh, just epic stories. And we had a blast. And Absolutely, I'll be yeah. at I really, really appreciate you guys having me. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll be at that Charlotte date. I'm super excited to to get out of the house and and catch a show. So, oh yeah, it's been like I said, ass. the 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 tour of the year for me, and uh, yeah. super excited for you guys finishing the year strong and starting even stronger over in the UK. So it's going to be a a good next couple of months for Heart Attack Man, and uh, oh, yeah. we appreciate you coming on right before you leave. 
It's been a blast. I appreciate yeah, I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate the kind words and the well wishes and and uh and yeah, like like I like I was saying earlier, like before we had started, you know, I was like sometimes with with podcasts, uh if you have like thanks for being good interviewers because it can be real fucking painful <laughs> if, if it's if it's bad, you know. Same with interviewees, but it's like it's a good time, you know. This I I really appreciate the opportunity. Hell yeah, man. Well, keep keep uh keep it real on Twitter like you have been because it, yeah. it gives me a little bit of joy every once in a while when I'm on there and seeing Absolutely. just the crazy antics you guys are up to. So keep it Absolutely. going. And uh we'll keep in touch, man. Thanks again. Thanks for thanks for enabling me. <laughs> That's all we do is enable. That's all we do. Yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah, guys. Well, Peace. be in touch. I'll 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 Hopefully, uh, I'll see you all soon. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Later. Sounds good. Take it easy. All right, followers of Bar Down Breakdown, I couldn't come up with a funny name for you guys. But it's time for the Prospect Report. And this week on the Prospect Report, coming at you all the way from Kansas City, Missouri, home of the Chiefs, home of barbecue, home of... Almost the New York Islanders. Almost the New York Islanders. We have Game Time. Game Time is a melodic pop punk band straight out of Kansas City. Uh, Looks like they used to be a band back in 2000 to 2004 that recently reunited in 2021. They just put out their recent track, Aspire, um, which is going to be coming off their upcoming release as well. Go check them out if you were like me and you were listening to any type of melodic pop punk or pop punk in the early 2000s. You're absolutely going to love them. They have everything I love about pop punk and even easy core, even though they didn't say easy core. But there's a lot of synth. There's a lot of chuggy breakdowns. There's a lot of great vocals. Go check out Game Time. I'm obsessed with their new single, Aspire, and I think you will be too. Amen. And if you are in a band that has less than 25,000 monthly streams, uh, hit the link in our bio and submit your band to be featured on our Pop Punk Prospect Report playlist. We are updating it constantly, and we'd love to have your band added. So hit that link in the bio. And uh, I guess, Justin, I'll leave it at that. It's been real. Peace be with you. Later, guys.
your 